Hi friends, it's your host, Anna. Welcome to this week's episode on a better birth. I am here back after having my twins and we are going to tell you the story. I can't wait to get into it. I'm here again with Jake and we are ready to share it all. So tune in and let's get going. Okay, so I'm back with Jake. I reeled you into getting on the podcast twice in one year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I wanted. I'm excited. I'm excited. Are you actually? Yes. <laughs> we don't have we don't have kids right now, so it's true. This is the first time I think all four have had a babysitter. Oh yeah. No, I'm serious. Have we left the twins anywhere? No. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Ugh. Kidless. Yeah, kidless. Our house is silent. Um, clean. <laughs> it's not clean, but <laughs> silent. <laughs> Get on it, babe. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> um, no, but today I wanted to really just get the twins' birth into a podcast so that I can listen back to it. And obviously I want to share it with everybody because I think it was just such an amazing experience for me. But um, yeah, I just kind of want to talk about it. And you're going to be a big part of it because you were there. Yes, I yeah. was there. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, it's a long journey, honestly. It was long. Like, by far the most anticipated birth for me. Going yeah. Like, more than Louie. Why I, do you I say that? Just because I, it was just have like, two more kids. And yeah. And thinking about how that birth is going to go. Yeah. Um, where I, I felt more anticipation and like nerve around going into this one than Louie. I don't know why. I mean, I agree. Like where there was so much about it that we just didn't know what would happen. You literally like had to go through the whole process again, like the whole learning. Like I felt like thing. a first time mom. Yeah. Like I was like, this is insane. And I know so much about this process, but even then I don't know if, like my body's going to respond in that way because there's yeah. two humans like yeah yeah you're right and there were so many things that like I had to do and I say had like I I had a choice but I chose to like you know go to all the different appointments that I had to be at and like the the talk of induction wasn't even a question like it was like no it's going to happen it's just yeah. when unless you go into preterm labor pretty much yeah which with my singleton babies like you know i i wasn't induced with either of our kids like it was really important to me to like just let my body take the lead and all these things so yeah there were a lot a lot of different bridges we had to cross that were just just new like again. things we hadn't been through and, yeah and a lot of it uh just intense too like the conversations with doctors about all the things that can oh go wrong with, yeah. with um twin pregnancies it just makes it <coughs> pretty uh anxiety ridden the whole process but let, i think we should talk about just pregnancy first 
like how yeah. it was different and everything. So I know, I know that was very hard for you. Those last, the last month was. Oh my word. The it worst. Was so hard. From, from my perspective in terms of. Yeah. Well, it was just crazy. Like my body was just so pregnant <laughs> and I know that's like a silly way to describe it, but I was m- bigger like belly wise than I'd ever been. I was heavier than I'd ever been. And like, I could just feel it just so <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> like there's no other way to describe it. I would stand up and like my feet would ache because my body was <laughs> so heavy <laughs> and like, I was constantly contracting and so that was always weighing on me because it was like I need to be paying enough attention like if this is preterm labor we need to go do these things so that I don't have the babies early. From what week were you contracting? Well I remember when I started my non-stress tests at it was at 32 weeks is when I started going twice a week for the non-stress tests and at that second appointment it was like a Friday I was literally contracting every three minutes. And like the babies were tolerating it really well. I remember this. But I was, was at work. But it, yeah, you were at work, and I was like, "Oh no!" Like I, I knew I had been contracting, but I think that I had just been contracting for weeks, so I wasn't really paying attention anymore. Like it was just like, "Yeah, I'm contracting," but I know they're not real, real labor contractions, you know. That you like thought they weren't at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they weren't. Like I was like, I'm and noticing them, be, but. but I'm not like, "Oh, I'm having this baby right now." You know what I mean? There's a difference. Why are you smiling at me? <laughs> <laughs> Just, I, I remember that text where I was like, you're having babies. No, having babies. Well, literally the nurse was like, and we, how, I like, have working, you been? I had only been working. This was for, October. You've yeah, been working for, for like well, four no, weeks. We were on that client for like. You were, you started I, the beginning of October. Had, I had like six more weeks. Yeah, no, you did. Cause you had to make it to November 17th. And this was probably like the first week of October. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> what was her name? I can't this remember can't the happen. nurse's name. No, but I seriously was like, no, no, no. Like, I cannot have these babies. I have to wait till November, at least November. Yeah. <laughs> November 17th, preferably. Yeah. And she was like, well, I'm going to keep you an extra hour and we're going to watch the babies because you're contracting a lot. And then we'll have to see what, like, what the MFM team says. And I was just like, okay, whatever. It gave me peace of mind watching the babies, though, on the monitor because I could see how they were tolerating it and they were both doing fine like and their hearts it, like their heart rates their in respect to the contractions yeah go up or down uh-huh. and no which one is it because oh, when oh. they're when they're during birth they go down right yeah so well it depends there's like late decelerations there's early decelerations there's like variability these are all the different classifications that like your labor and delivery nurse is working through as she's watching your monitoring while you're in labor and like having late decelerations is not good. That's where like you have a contraction and then the baby's heart rate dips, which means they're not recovering from being squeezed. Like they're, Uh, they're struggling. But if it's like before or kind of with the contraction, that's just like variability. That's good. Like if it's with the contraction, it's like, Oh, they're being squeezed. Their heart's going down. 32 weeks. They weren't having any decelerations. Yes. No late decelerations, like anything like that. They had variability, but nothing just like where their heart rate is going up and down. But nothing's like staying down for too long. Nothing's looking crazy. Sure. Yeah. So I'm like sitting there like watching it. I'm like, okay, my babies are fine, but I am contracting like every three minutes. This is crazy. So we sit there and this continues for an hour and a half. And then she came in and she was like, okay, 
I'm only letting you leave because I know you like have a background in this field and like you know your body this is your third and fourth baby but if these don't calm down by seven tonight you need to go to labor and delivery and I was like okay like this is actual real time like I have to go home and lay down because we like talked about that where it was like I rested as much as I could but Lewis and Ralph like you have to keep up I can't, I couldn't just They're lay just on the psychos. couch. Like I literally like they, couldn't, yeah. they were going to die. <laughs> they will like climb all over you for five hours yes. if you're sitting there. Yeah. That was the thing too, is like you would try and rest and they're like laying on your belly. So I remember I went back to my parents' house to pick up Lewis and Ralph cause that's where they were being babysat. And I like told my mom, I was like, I actually need to go sit down and like, I need to relax. And if these contractions don't go away, like we could have babies. And she was, she like freaked out in depth she's probably fashion. excited too <laughs> yeah she's like the babies are coming oh my gosh except she wasn't because I don't have to wait because i we were only we were only like a couple days past where my brother's twins had been delivered 32 weeks yeah, yeah. and like when they delivered they had lots of kind of crazy things and were in the nicu for a really long time so i think it almost was like ptsd for my mom to oh, like geez. hear that because yeah. she was like oh no i don't want you to have that same experience like yeah. that was so hard so I went down, I remember in the playroom and I just like laid on the floor for like mm-hmm. three hours just and Lewis be- and Ralph belly with my air. belly, just like, yeah, literally <laughs> so, so uncomfortable. Like, I, bet, I bet the nieces and nephews were like, what the heck is happening in there? Oh my gosh. No, I think, I think Matthew came over and he was like, you're still pregnant. <laughs> I was like, I'm still pregnant, buddy. Still very <laughs> I know. I was like, yeah, <laughs> you can't miss it at this point. <laughs> But I just laid on the floor and I remember they slowed down. I was like timing them and they slowed down to like five or six minutes apart. And I was like, okay, like they're slowing down. This is a good direction. I came home, put the boys down for naps and like took a tub. And like by that evening, I felt confident that they had slowed down enough. So what would make them slow down that much? Because from what I remember, they never picked up to that point until you were induced. Never yeah. again. Like no. not one more no, time. No, no, no. So I was I think from that point on <laughs> Was that like a lot of emotional stress or like physical stress? Like you just were on your feet constantly for the last week, something th- like that. I or think was it was it? both. Like to that point oh whoops. To that point, I think that like I, f- I still felt good enough to like be up and around. Like I was still going for like three, three and a half mile walks every morning, pushing both the boys in the stroller, like I was just like picking up Lou and Ralph whenever I needed to. And like, we were hurrying to get places, you know what I mean? Like nothing had really slowed me down to that point. But then after seeing that on the monitor, it was like very, very much like a reality check for me of like, I need to calm down because my body, like my body is under stress. Like it actually can't take it and it won't make it to where I want to get if I don't. And so I think. Thank you for doing that. No, seriously, like, I think it was just, it was, it was very nerve wracking. So I'm sure a lot of like the contractions in the beginning probably were stress induced because I was nervous to go to these NSTs at the beginning. Like I was like, in my like prior experience, NSTs were like, if something's kind of wrong, like, you know what I mean? Like it was just like, sure. You're here like to see if your babies are okay. And it was like, and the, this is, this is just, but it was just routine. Just routine. It's procedure for twins. Yeah. After 32 weeks, it's yes, just like yeah. twice a week, twice a week. And then you get to a point where it was three times a week, wasn't mm-hmm. it? At the very, very end. 
because I went past when they told me I should you be went induced. Past 36. Yes. Okay. And so they were like watching me extra Why'd you carefully. Why would you go past the Because I wanted to. We'll get to it. <laughs> um, but anyway, I think from that time forward, yeah, I was just way more intentional with my rest and like staying hydrated and not not, not picking up Lewis when I didn't have to. Like yeah. I, I didn't mind picking up <laughs> Ralph because he still was tiny, but Lewis weighs 35 pounds, you know, like it was like. I can't be picking him up. What? It's like that's a lot. He's I know. I'm like he's up. almost four. He's like gonna <laughs> he blow, blow away in the wind. <laughs> no, seriously. But yeah, those last couple weeks were just brutal. I think it was at 32 weeks that I was measuring like 35, like my belly 35, was 35 okay. weeks. Gestation. And what week were you measuring 40? At 30 seven i stayed pretty consistent with like measuring three ahead three or see, four that, ahead that, see that doesn't that but doesn't I seem never very crazy because you had babies at 38 but you had almost 14 pounds of baby in you i which know when they say you're measuring 37 and then the next week you have 14 pounds of baby it's it's I'm the like, way that it, doesn't make sense no, no, no. to me is <laughs> it, it just like the size of your belly what are, what are yes, they measuring yeah yeah so they're measuring what like how long it is from your pubic bone to the top of your uterus. Yes. Over like your belly. Over the arch of your belly. And I, with Lou and Ralph, never measure past 35. Yeah. They, my you, belly uh, stays pretty looked. small. Yeah. Because like they just drop into my pelvis really quit early. early and they stay there for a okay. long time. And so even though I carried Ralph to 41, I never me- measured past 35. Okay. And so with the twins, like, to measure 37 at like 34 weeks, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. like I'm huge. Well, I like, I remember seeing your belly both times before we went in and had Lou and Ralph and it just didn't seem ex- like that extreme to me. Like where you see some pregnant moms. Yes. And you're like, wow, she is ready to pop. Yeah. And I mean you'd never say this to them but like <laughs> they look so pregnant and look so uncomfortable and then you find out there's one baby in there yeah. and you're just like oh my gosh like that must be a massive baby and then they they have a normal baby they have a normal like baby a six pound, i mean i don't know baby. if they have a normal baby but usually they have a normal baby and like i i never felt that with you where yeah, i, never, I mean i never was wild. like holy crap look at anna <laughs> like look at anna she's waddling around Except i would like, i'd look at myself in the mirror catch myself and be like but compared to other <laughs> women that I've seen who are super, super pregnant, and I'm not t- even talking about women in our own circle, like you're out in public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, she's <laughs> like, she has to be I know. 39 I mean, and it, it doesn't help, or it doesn't help. It just like, one, everybody's just, it's crazy how our bodies just carry different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't look pregnant until like 25 weeks. I really don't. Like, it's just like, my belly stays pretty small, and then when I hit like twenty four, twenty five, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm big pregnant, like and Jessie. then yeah, it's like your sister totally, but then like, I don't know, it's just everybody carries so different. And I also don't know why it's like so crazy to see women so pregnant. I'm like, no, it's like it's like no, you're growing a human. Yeah, it, it's I like, think I think it's more of like empathy, like holy cow, yeah, we're they're <laughs> they're about to do it. They're about to have a newborn baby yes. and not be sleeping. And like, look at that. That just reminded me, though. <laughs> Do you remember when we were at the U game? <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. It's the only football game I went to. 
and I was like 34 weeks, I think. With the twins? With the twins. Okay. Because I was like, I'm going to be so uncomfortable sitting. Like, there's no way I can go to a football game after this point. <laughs> and I remember they like scored a touchdown. We're all like jumping around cheering. And the cute lady sitting next to us leans over. Or she was behind me. She leans over and she was like, you are just giving me such a flashback. Because when I was two days away from giving birth, I came to the UCLA Utah game. And I just looked just like you. And I was like, <laughs> like I am I've... weeks away. Wait, <laughs> like, you were 32 I weeks? I was 32 weeks. Oh, my gosh. Like, I seriously was like. I am two months away. Yeah. I was like, oh, you're so nice. Like, I am literally I months have, away. I have tw- <laughs> And twins. I was like, and it's two babies. But she was like, oh, my gosh, two. Like, it was fine. She was like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I hope I didn't uh, hurt your feelings. Uh, and I was like, no, 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 no. The, uh, this lady in our ward. Oh, the old lady. <laughs> Anna's Anna is crazy pregnant, and in our ward, two or our neighbors, literally right around the corner, just had twins, and they were blessing <laughs> their twins. And this old lady this walks in so and good. sits next to Anna in Relief Society and goes, "Oh, could you imagine? Aren't you so happy you're not having twins? <laughs> How old was she? Like ninety five years old. Nicest lady. Like her whisper is like a shout. You know, she's like, <laughs> she oh, can't. don't you know it's so lucky you're not having twins? And I'm like, it is twins. You're like, I actually am. Um, <laughs> and she was like, oh, no. <laughs> Meanwhile, the lesson is going. Everybody around us is laughing. Like it was classic. I was just like, oh, I am actually. And How, it's going to be what okay. Are the odds too? I'm sure she was like walked out of there like. Oh, such an idiot. Oh, no, 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 no. It was her claim to fame because she called her granddaughter the next day. And then her granddaughter texted me and was like, my (laughs) grandma, SOS. And I was like, I know it's fine. But, oh, yeah, there were so many, like, funny things like that where. (laughs) When they find out, it's like, are you kidding? Which, to that point, though, like, because I, like you said, I, I don't usually carry that big with our singleton babies. Like Singleton? Meaning one baby inside no, I, me. No, I, I understand that. Okay. But what do you mean? I've just never. I, is that like a term? That's a term. L and D. Yes, yes. Singleton or multiple. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If I've there's one baby, that. it's singleton. I've never heard that referred to. In, Sorry. In yeah. Thank context you. Context of babies. Thank you for catching me using lingo. Um, yeah, no, but like just when I've had one baby inside of me, I don't carry that big. So I've never had people in public be like, "Wow, you look ripe and ready," but with the twins, all, all the, the time. time. And I was kind of like, okay, I understand why people get like annoyed by this. Yeah. Because it wasn't like hurtful. Like I wasn't like, oh my gosh, they think I look huge. I'm so embarrassed. Like this is hurting my self-esteem. But it was very much just like a, people literally come up and just say things to you about <laughs> your belly. Like this it, is And it's crazy. usually women and it's usually yes. in an endearing in way. In an endearing way. Like where you're about they're to have the, your baby. Yeah. They're, they're feeling nostalgic because yes. they see how pregnant you are. Yes. And they're like, I remember you're when I was so pregnant close. 20 years ago with yeah. my last one. Yes. No, but I just remember being like, wow, I don't think I've ever like understood when people are bugged about this, but I get it now <laughs> because yeah. I am over people being like, yeah. you just look ripe and ready. And I'm like, I have weeks, yes. weeks. So you, so from what I remember, they were pretty adamant about inducing you at 36. Yes. Yes. Because <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's just, just standard, safe. it's just standard and safe, mm-hmm. safer, I guess. Um, and you pushed back and you said, I would prefer to like go as late as possible. And luckily your OB, our OB was really oh, kind, see my OB? kind and understanding. And I think, I think the reason why he was is because you would, you probably had these conversations with him where he was like, okay, Anna, 
understands it all. Not all of it, but she, she really understands that, you know, our procedures, why we do what we do. And she's saying no. And so he, I think he trusted you more because you were a bit educated, yeah. more educated around it. But so they said, originally they said, we're inducing you at 36, like no questions asked, right? Yeah, kind of. So kind of to your Was point. Was that when you started your NSTs? Yes. They okay. were like, the goal is 36. And like, that's pretty much it. Like you are going to make it to 36. But <laughs> I remember it was like my second appointment. I got the cute front desk lady to schedule me all the way to 40. Oh. So that when I hit 36, I could be like, no, I already have more appointments scheduled. <laughs> oh, tip. It was a tip. Pro Honestly, tip. if you want to go farther, just have them schedule you out because they can yeah. always cancel you. But if yeah. they can't fit you in, like they're going to use that against you, in my opinion. And what you were saying, if you're like having twins. if you're having twins. Also, though, it was never our like delivering OB that had any issue with me wanting to go past 36. Okay. Johnson never no. did. No, he was like, whatever. He's like, the best. you you do you. Like, obviously, we'll take everything into consideration. If the baby's NSTs look bad, like, gonna we're going to revisit this conversation. But, like, if you feel like you want to be pregnant for longer than 36 <laughs> or 37 weeks, like, by all means, you know? Because I think, truthfully, most twin moms are like, get me out of here. Like, totally. I'm done. Totally. And, um, and Which you felt that way. I did. I felt that way so much. But like you said, it was it was more important to me to like if I can keep my babies on the inside, like they're going to grow better inside than they will out. Like yeah. I don't want to put them in the NICU if I don't have to. And, you know, um twins can be born early and not need NICU stays, but 37 is term. Yeah. I don't, I don't I'm not going to argue that, okay? So, I remember though, it was at my 36 week NST and I was seeing a certain MFM doctor that day who had always been way more on the side of like you're going to deliver at 36. Was it the lady who's really intense? I don't think you ever met her. It wasn't the other lady. The, the first lady. lady. Yeah no it wasn't her. She actually was like like Chill 37 out. was like okay. her her like her threshold. threshold. But this lady was very much like 36 because I went to my NST that day and I was 35 and 6. I was going to be 36 weeks the next day. And she sent the NST nurse back and was like, why don't you have an induction scheduled? And I, I just told her, I was like, well, I'm planning to carry the twins as long as I can. Like Johnson and I have set on December 4th when I'll be 38 and two. And my acute NST nurse was like, you're fine. Like your babies look fine, but, but she's going to like, put up a fit about this and I was just like whatever she can come like she can come talk to me I don't care like yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like I understand the risks here and so the doctor herself didn't actually end up coming to talk to me but I was like you can tell her that I know how to read the monitor and I know my babies are not in distress like they are tolerating their NSTs fine the contractions are no closer than eight minutes apart. Like, yeah. And th I mean this, I am this not in labor it wasn't really about you being like I know better it's just no, you no, being no. about yes. like hey I just want to go as long as possible. Yeah. Like, and I, if again, if we get to 36 weeks and they, they're struggling, we'll do it. Well, and that'll be great. It, yeah. Right? Like it and was just like, from what I can see, there is no like reason. I'm not going to do it unless it's 38. Yes. It's just like a, Hey, as long as they're healthy. Yeah. No, I was I'd just rather, taking what I could get. I'd rather have them inside me. Than, Ex like exactly. But it was like, I just couldn't understand why she was pushing induction when there were no signs that were saying that, 
there was like a medical reason I needed to be induced. Sure, yeah. Where it was like the babies are doing fine. Yep. I'm not preeclamptic. My blood pressures like have always looked great. I'm not contracting. Like it was like there's literally not one thing you could say. Why are you smiling <laughs> at me? It's it's just I'll tell you later. Okay. I'm not going to tell you right now. <laughs> Why? It's not appropriate. Okay. <laughs> anyway, they're just like there was no reason for me to be induced aside from I'm 36 weeks with I was just thinking about the picture of you at the lake <laughs> at Redfish. <laughs> You're how, so how many how many weeks I was, was not that? even <laughs> pregnant at that point. <laughs> that was in August. <laughs> August? Wasn't that August? Like it's first no. or second week of August. I think later. No. It was first or second week of August. Oh boy. And I looked <laughs> obese <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> no you didn't. <laughs> from behind. No you didn't. It was not cute. I remember <laughs> that though. That was funny. I don't know why that popped in my head, but <laughs> oh, the amazing picture. I'm like, maybe we will. And maybe I'll Lu- share and that on Instagram. You should, honestly, <laughs> honestly, you should. And how Louie belly laughs oh, at that picture. Belly laughs at it. Our son, when he oh, sees this picture, my did you rip that? Yeah. Our son, when he sees this picture of Anna, he uh, literally he puts his head back me. and cackles because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just a new uh, it's just a new angle, a new mom. angle of mom, but. <laughs> Anyway. Okay, so they said 36. <laughs> this lady was pretty adamant. Yes. And you pushed back, which I think is... Pushed I, I think back the, the in only, a respectful the only, the only way. Reason why you, the only reason why you could do that is because like you knew. You like really understood why the NSTs were happening. Yes. And you made sure that they were candid with you about like... I mean, because somebody could be going through that, that whole process and, and the you know if they don't know the physician would have said, Hey, like, look, we're going to schedule you for 36 weeks. Like how these babies are going, we're going to schedule you for 36 weeks. Yeah. And, and so they, and they might, they might think, Oh, you know, we, we just can't do it. We just can't go past 36 weeks for this reason yeah. where if they knew, um, and, and it's their choice. Like someone may not want to be outrageously pregnant and uncomfortable for those yes. extra two weeks, which those extra two weeks were like a marathon. Oh, for, at least from my perspective oh. where I would get up, the, and the I worst. would get up and like, I mean, luckily, I, luckily, I, I wasn't like working the crazy hours that I was before, but I would go to work and you would just be like haggard already. Yeah. Oh, 8 a.m. Like, didn't even sleep. Because I didn't sleep. Like in yeah. pain. Yeah. And then you have Lou and Ralph just tearing the place apart like yes. crazies. Yes. Um, and no. like those and I'd come home and, and you'd just be like, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah, like, I'd be like, you're I up. have to sit on the couch. You are. You <laughs> are up. Like you're on no. parent duty. To your point, though, like. I feel really grateful for what I know, but if someone were also in my situation and like the, the conversation to be had there is to say, okay, I understand you want me to be induced. Yeah. I'm 36 weeks. Yes. Can you tell me why? Sure. Like, just tell me what signs you're seeing that like lead you to think that the babies are better on the outside than they are on the inside. Sure. And that's a very easy, respectful way to be like, Hey, prove to me that there's actually a reason yeah. that I need to be induced besides yeah, just if, if they come back and they're like, Hey, you know, if they just say you're 36 weeks with twins, you say not a good enough reason. Because part of the motive <laughs> and this, is, I don't know this, but part of the motive <coughs> is like, it's just super convenient for everybody. Oh, totally. Like, and like, and if super, uh, especially for the physicians where they're just yes. like, Hey, you know, we're, we're going to schedule your induction for 7am and the odds of you having this baby by, 7 p.m. or high yes and and i don't have to get up at 3 a.m yeah i saw actually a crazy statistic recently where's it that was like 
I, I would have to check. I can't remember. It was just on Instagram. But it was like in the U.S. in the last like couple of years, the number of babies that have been born between 8 and 5 p.m. is like 70% or something wow. like that. Because doctors are scheduling inductions. Yeah. To have babies on a normal yeah. timetable. And like it makes, <coughs> which I'm like, from the perspective of a doctor, if I was an OB, oh my gosh, oh my gosh I am doing yes. that for sure. And like induction in, might be in, your thing. Like go for law, it. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, I'm if, like, if you have patients, like I, I understand it. I just think if it's not right for somebody, like I'm, don't gl- be I'm glad that it, it wasn't right for you and you were yeah. like, I'm not going to freaking do it. Yeah. Um, funny enough though, you ended up being induced at 38. Like yes. that was their threshold. Yes. And, and even that, even Johnson was like, Hey, I'm like, like, you're so teeny. You're just like a small yeah. frame. And like <clears throat> the odds of these babies having complications are going to skyrocket. And, and it, and the, that conversation was not even that he was just like, it just might be a harder birth. Okay. Because they're so you big have and you have to do two, two and yeah. they're bigger babies, but it was more like truthfully at that point. I was to the point where I was like, okay, yes, I'm ready to give birth. Cause I, I'm not <laughs> sleeping. Like I'm literally sleeping no, an do. hour a night. My body is just oh, in so much pain. Like I'm just ready to have these babies so out. Cool. And once they were past 38, like I really did have the peace of mind of like, okay, high, high, high chances. We're not having NICU babies. Yes. I'm okay. Like being induced. And, and so what, what the, sorry, one last thing is that like, the last thing that was kind of like the okay I can be induced was I had him do a cervical check at my very last OB appointment, which was a Friday, and I was scheduled to be induced Monday. And at that appointment, I was three centimeters already, and I was 60% effaced, which to me was like, okay. Yeah. That is such a good point for starting an induction. Like, this is going to go quickly. This is going to be really successful. My body just will probably need, like, a pump, and we'll be fine. Sure. And so I had peace of mind in knowing like my body was prepping to give birth anyway. And it wasn't like I was like evicting the babies too early. Sure. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So what do you think allowed you um, to make it to 38 weeks? Because I think that in and of itself is quite a feat for two babies. Mm-hmm. Not only because like we had, you know, you had the conversations with the OB but having conversations with other people who have had twins and they hear 38 weeks and they're astonished. They're like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? You held them to 38 weeks. Um, just because it, I, it's hard to do. And then it's also a little bit taboo to do like totally. within um, the medical field, I guess. I don't know. It's it, that's yeah, it probably depends what circle you're depend, running yeah, in. Yeah, it depends yeah. on what circle. But then, like, you had to have done certain things daily that probably allowed your body to make it that far. Um, oh, for gave sure. your body the strength to make it that far. For sure. And I mean, you walked every day. Yeah, every day. I think it was a couple things. Like, I really did. I tried to stay as active as I could. And even in the end, like, I was still going for walks. Yeah, I was going for walks and like sometimes I would have to like pass the stroller off for sure because the boys would get too heavy and I'd start contracting too much. But like I stayed as active as I could because I just believed like if I could keep my body physically strong, it would increase the odds of me being able to hold these babies sure. longer. Yeah. Because I knew my belly was going to be bigger than it ever had been. And it was like, I'm going to need some extra strength 
Like yeah. I, I'm, I have to do this for myself. Plus it was like so good for me to get out and move a little bit get too. Like, yeah. Get in the sun, get some, some fresh, fresh air. air, get the kids out of the house. Like it was a win, win, win for everybody. We have not been doing that since the twins That's have been because here. the road has been horrible the last like week and a half. And I couldn't They've walk been here for, for a month though. But I, but I really couldn't walk for very like far. That's true. We'll get into that in a minute. But bum. yeah, my booty. But that was part of it. But the other part was like just mental. <laughs> Why? Why are you I'm laughing just, at me? I'm just thinking about your picture of you at Redfish. <laughs> I just Did we already I talk about that? Yes, I can't <laughs> get over it. You keep revisiting you it. You gotta post it. You are so rude. You should post it right when I now. post it. Okay, I'll post it on my story right now. So <laughs> I, for anybody I who's only, listening, I am not even <laughs> laughing. I'm not even laughing at. The funniest part about that picture is you just look like a little kid, like sitting on the edge. Just of like a, a little chubby kid that's like, like blip, <laughs> just <laughs> a blob. Just like, and like I don't even think Lewis and Ralph are in the picture. It's like just you. No, I think I'm sitting with Lou, but he's like, like in between my legs. I don't think so you, can you can't see him. See him. It's so just like it, it looks, looks like, like you're like just I'm playing in the sand, like a little kid, like by myself. Yeah, it's and, good. Yeah, okay, I'll post it. <laughs> um, no, but what I was saying, you were saying like, how did I carry it at 38? Right? Was that what you were talking about? It was like physically like keeping myself active. Yeah, I know. And you like ate half really of it was like yeah, nutrition. Like I focused on because, keeping. Because and I, th- I think a big part of that is like the health of is it your like placenta, so it can last that long. Yeah, I mean that's with, what they're worried with about with babies, twins. Is right? Like is like it doesn't poop out at thirty six yes. weeks, and they're yeah. like, okay, they're not getting the nutrition, oxygen anything that they really need like we got to get these babies out of here right and sure yeah and like truthfully i do think eating well and like being aware of your nutrition plays a role in that um sorry i have the hiccups but i also can honestly say like i'm not sure if it really matters like okay. if 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 your placenta would poop out anyway even if you took like the best care of yourself okay you know, like, I just don't know. The placenta is kind of a crazy thing. It's kind of like, it just runs the show. Like, that's why people get preeclampsia is because the placenta gets all like wacky. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, it'll come out of nowhere. They haven't done anything. And all of a sudden it's like the placenta starts releasing things that it's like, get this baby out. Like, Weird. and as soon as you deliver the placenta, it usually resolves. Yeah. Like it's wild. So you had a big, <coughs> but it was you like had a big mindset, walks, thing, right? Nutrition. And then like, yeah, mindset. And that was such a huge part of me prepping for my birth anyway. But like the mentally pushing myself past what I thought my limits were, was so big. Like for during pregnancy, even where the it was benefit like, of like these babies just being two more weeks inside. Yes. You. Like yes. Each week is, crucial in terms yes. of their growth and each day is like one day farther away from being stuck in the NICU you sure. know and like the mental yeah like just like the mental preparation of like I know that I want an unmedicated birth and I know it's going to be really hard and this pregnancy is really hard like why not use it as like yeah prep honestly like it was it was just kind of like yeah I'm I'm gonna like mentally prepare myself every single day to like overcome the hard things that my body is feeling because when I'm in labor like I'm gonna be feeling insane contractions and pains and all these things that like I want to be in a mental space that I can think past them and so you know I think even that like every day 
and just like saying a big F you to the naysayers. Like I was like, whoa, Annie, it's true. Like I was just like, you don't believe I can like watch me do it Kay. in a way. That's a like, good way. I d- like I'm just like, I'm going to be honest. I'm motivated by stuff like that where I'm like, you told me I couldn't watch me do it. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, and not in like a disrespectful way, but I'm like, you guys, you no, have no reason to think I can't. Yes. I, I get and it. like, I'm going to do it if I can. And when I do great, if I don't, whatever. Even if that's me. It's true. Even if it's you. And I like, think there were even a couple of times where I'm like, you asked me a couple of times. You're like, you really think you can have these babies unmedicated? And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> okay. And when like seeing your 37 weeks, I'm like, yes. sweetie, you're yeah. like in a bad way. Yeah. True. No, <laughs> like, you are not wrong. You're in, in a saying bad that. way. Like, I was like, so yeah. Like it was so naysayer. taxing. You're not a naysayer. No. You are usually my hype man, but like uh, you, you, you are, you are, someone and we've kind of talked about this i think many like husbands and partners are this way where like if you see me in distress you're like let me fix it like tell me how to fix it like why do you feel the way you're feeling what can i do to make it better and like there was nothing you could do besides like annie go sit on the couch and i'll get you a drink and a snack (laughs) (laughs) and you are now a (laughs) five-year-old that is just like thanks dad no but that like but me, truly that reminds me of that video that you showed me on instagram where the, the wife's like i want a divorce and then he gives her and a the snack. husband's like he's, you he's, he's like chick-fil-a or chipotle <laughs> and she's like no you're not listening i want a divorce <laughs> and he's like do you want a chicken sandwich or a burrito bowl Burrito and then she's bowl. like, I want a burrito bowl. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, oh. He runs and gets it. She's like, I'm sorry. Nine out of ten times if we're fighting, it's because I'm hungry. Um yes. <laughs> every time. <laughs> no, it's so good. Okay, but fast forward. Let's fast forward to like the conversation of induction yeah. at thirty eight weeks. So I went to my last OB appointment. Yep. And I would be thirty eight weeks the next day. It was on a Friday, so I was thirty seven and six. You had an induction and schedule I for had the 4th s- of December yes. that Monday. Yes, which would, was Monday. The approaching Monday. Yes, the approaching Monday. And at that appointment, like I said, I had Dr. Johnson do a cervical check, which normally, like with my singleton babies, with Lewis, I did them yep. because I was just like, first time babe, don't know anything. With Ralph, I didn't until I got to 41 weeks. And I was like, okay, like they're going to start talking induction. But then I ended up having him that day um but it was like okay i'm gonna happen a cervical check because the induction is imminent unless i go into labor in the next two days and i was like a good candidate for induction so that gave me a ton of peace of mind knowing that i was about to go into something that like normally i would have said no to but but like like we kind of talked about i was ready mentally to just like and physically to be done being pregnant and I knew the babies were probably going to be okay. Yeah. So I felt okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that's, I know you always, not you always, but like you personally have been against induction. Um, I shouldn't say I against why. it, but having worked it as a nurse, there are many people who are induced when their body is not ready. Okay. That that's my beef with induction is I'm like, if you're induced and you're like even two centimeter centimeters and like partially effaced, like that's not a bad place to start. But if you're being induced from a zero and a zero, 
Like you shouldn't be being induced. Yeah. Your body is not ready. Like I have beef with people just like not beef. You disagree. Uh, yes. <laughs> I should say yes. I just the process of inducing labor when your body is not ready just leads to so many other opens the door to many complications opens the door that's right i shouldn't say leads to because it doesn't always result in complications at all like it's very case dependent but like it opens the door to you having many other interventions and it takes a really long time if your body's not ready yeah which uses a lot of resources and like it's just yeah i don't know so i usually just like if you can handle it just let your body take yeah, the but lead. Yeah, I, th- like, I think I think handling it mentally is just as much of, <clears throat> just as hard as handling it physically, right? Sure. Where, where oh, it's, yeah. I mean, whether the reason that somebody gets induced is like, I can't take this anymore mentally. Like, I have kids at home. I need to be mobile and I need to be... Yes. Um, I am in pain. I can't. It's hard on my spouse it's hard on yes like it's, it's harder better. on my my kids where i'm like i'm in pain and i'm snapping at my kids and i'm like emotional all the time because i'm in pain or whatever it is and it's like mm-hmm. harder on my husband it's hard I'm like let's freaking do this okay totally. i can't take it anymore or totally. whether they're they're so stretched and they're so big that they're like okay it is time yeah. it is time you know whether it's a mental decision or Sure. Or they can't take it physically. It's, uh, I mean, either way, it's a mental thing. But, and I'm, I mean, I sound extremely opinionated right now because I'm sharing like what I personally believe, but like, that's for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like you just said, I think when it comes, especially to birth and pregnancy and the way you handle it, and the way you choose to birth your baby, like, it's up to you. As long and as they like, get here as long safely. As, yes, yes, that. But it's like. As long as, like, you feel confident in the decision you're making for your body and for your baby and all these things, like... You're not going to dwell on it afterward. Totally. And, like, I'm not going to judge you for it. Like, I'm just like, dude, if a scheduled induction is what feels right to you, yeah, do it. Even though you disagree with that. Yeah, like, even though it's not my personal choice for me, but I'm like, if that's what feels right to you, I will support you through it. I will help you accomplish it. And, like, we will get you an empowering experience. Yeah. Because that's so important. You yeah. know what I mean? Not everybody wants to do it the way I do it. And I acknowledge that. And I and I wish there was more of that. Where I'm like, out in the birth world, it's very black and white. Very you either wha- see like, like the home birth homies or the like scheduled inductions. Yeah. There's no. There's not yeah. a lot of middle ground. I mean, I think like there is. Mutual a, respect no, for it's, everybody. It, there, is a, there is a large mid- middle ground. It's just a very. There's qui- not vocal. It's a, it's a very quiet middle <laughs> yeah. ground. Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. Yeah, um, where it's just like, <coughs> I want you to be able to be vocal about like your most, birth story and experience, no matter what you chose. Sure. Yeah. You know, rather than feeling like somebody's casting judgment because they chose something different. It's like, no, like whatever's what's right, for whatever's me right is right for, for me. And, and what's like right for you is right your for you. home and your spouse's schedule. Yes. And, and like all where the someone's like, factors. dude, my spouse works. A billion hours and this was his one free day. This was like his day. Yes. And like. You know, I'm going to schedule my induction on this day because the next two weeks or three weeks, they don't have as much of a workload and their job is really demanding or totally or we need the money like, yeah, like we can't give up X amount of days of work because they work hourly or whatever it is, you know, yes, um, there's so many and, factors and they don't have amazing leave. Um, totally. So, yeah, so, there, I mean, so many factors that play into it that make every birth individual 
And it's just like, all I, all I want is for people to like feel empowered in whatever decision they make. Yeah. But for me, it was like, and if I don't have to be induced, I don't want threshold. to. But at 38, I was like, and I am ready. felt ready. Yeah. Super like ready. I felt ready, even though like induction, like I said, was the last thing I wanted to have happen. Yeah, but I was like, I am that, here that and I feel ready. And Elder, er, not Elder Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Johnson. Elder Johnson. Elder Johnson. <laughs> I should have said that too. <laughs> Hello, Elder. Um, <laughs> That Dr. Johnson's threshold, you know, matched, matched up, up naturally. Yeah. Um, that's lucky. And, and that, that, that doesn't, that doesn't, I mean, or, originally it really didn't happen. Like he probably would have been happy with 36 weeks. Oh yeah. No, but, I mean, but he, I mean, he that, didn't it, care. that wasn't his threshold. His threshold was 38 where he said yeah. no more. Where Which kind of back um, to the question you asked where you were like, how did you make it to 38? The other thing I would add was that I surrounded myself with a team that like genuinely thought I could also get there. Yes. Like, like there are, there are OBs out there who would be like, like nah, no, let's just take 36. No. Like you'll yeah. be glad you won't be no. like so overstretched. Like, and they, and they would probably, you know, they'd probably give in and be like, okay, like you can go a little farther. Wants 38 weeks. Yeah. But they might feel a certain way towards you, you know, being an inconvenience to them or pushing back against what they want. Yeah. yeah. And you, I, I, I wouldn't think you want, you know, those types of feelings inside of a, a inside of a space. birth space. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would hope that most OBs can keep that OB in check. Or but Johnson <laughs> was so cool. He was just like, yeah, let's do it. Whatever. Well, and like one um, of the things trust you, you in know, choosing him was that like, I knew that he, and it was like a spoken thing that he like supports physiological birth. Like he is, he's like the guy who's like the most patient. We'll let you push for five hours. Like he's the guy that will let you go past your due date. So like I chose him intentionally where it yeah, was like, which is he'll probably be more tolerant of this anyway. Let's go this way. And like and on top been, of that, we vibed like he was awesome. You've been talking about that a lot lately of just like, this is a, this is one of the most for should be one of the most important like experiences and moments in your life when you first meet another one of your children or one of your children for the first time, um, your first child having that relationship with an OB is very important in terms of how it's going to go um, and how you feel in that room and like switch OBs, I guess is what you've been telling totally. lots of people. Like yeah. if people come up to you and have come up to you and been like, yeah, I really don't like them. And you're like, Hey, there's like change. It's okay. Cause yeah. there's a population out there that loves that person yes. as their OB. Yes. And there's a population out there that doesn't. Yes. And there's an OB that is going that you're going to resonate with and to have that person at your birth is very important um, mentally and and uh, allowing you to do things the way that you want to. Totally. Yeah, it's just one more thing you can put in your back pocket of like, I have con a little more control yeah. here. And, I and can you can like switch up into the last moment, right? It's oh, like totally. You can late transfer literally until you deliver. But like... If you choose to transfer, the doctor can choose if they accept you when you're that late. Like, that's the only thing yeah. that's a little tricky. But technically, like, you can be, change be aware and up until the last minute, early. you know? Yeah. At least that's what you've been, yes, been talking yeah. to me about. Where yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's really. That's because I, when I first had Lewis, like, and I feel really fortunate in that all the OBs that have ever actually, like, overseen my care, I've really liked. Yeah. Like I've never had and any we had issues. to change providers. Yeah, it was like we had to change for insurance because like the I was working one a different job. Essentially changed jobs. He's not an OB anymore. And so yeah. we were so in a like place where you're like, I really get a shop around for an OB. Yes. And 
I feel lucky because the other OB is like part of the community and I don't have to see him and be like, I mean, even though you wouldn't have changed. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, I think that's important. So, uh, you, okay. here we are like an hour in, but you went to, that's <laughs> okay. we get you to can, the birth. You can split it into <laughs> two. No, this is great. Um, great. you went 38 weeks scheduled induction for seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So, so this is, this we is called kind of how at it what time in the morning? So Sunday evening, I, I had been so hopeful after my Friday appointment that I would go into labor. Like I was like, Oh, come, come on, on babies. Like yeah. just do it. This is the last straw. Like you've done so good helping me have this pregnancy, like go yeah. my way, like just go into labor, but nothing. So on Sunday morning at five in the morning, or I guess that would have been Monday morning. Sorry. Monday morning at five. I called labor and delivery to see what the floor looked like and to see if they would have room to Where have. Where was I? You were asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I oh had yeah. been awake literally since 2 oh a.m. Yeah. I couldn't I, sleep. I remember I was yeah. in a long sleeve shirt and a sweatshirt. and. Yes, you thought you were getting sick. Do you no, I was getting sick. I know, sick. but don't. I was sick. <laughs> no, we don't even acknowledge that. You didn't get sick till after. <laughs> you were you were totally getting sick. And I was like, you cannot get sick. And I sick. was under like four blankets, like trying to sweat it out. <laughs> yes. I was like, okay, come on. That's probably why I was up all night because I was probably I drank stressing. like half of our orange juice trying to. Just like vitamin C overload. <laughs> no, I, I remember like I was up to pee at like 1.30 and couldn't go back to sleep. So I just like sat up i was just watching tv walking around the house watching great british baking show i was i was watching great B or gbb and then called them at five and they were like yeah the floor is super slow like plan on being here at seven yes. So i was like okay we're like game time i texted my dad who was planning to come over and watch lewis and ralph he was awake dave i'm sure he set an alarm for five because oh, he I'm knew positive. that i would know He's at five no like, i'm sure deb woke him oh, up deb probably five. was like She's going to know in five minutes. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so cute. David. They're, they're so cute. But I let my dad know. And then I hopped in the shower, like just freshened up. I packed a hospital bag. I hadn't packed a bag to that point because I was like, <laughs> I was like, whatever at this point. Like, you I'm sure so I'm going to hang on. Hospital. Yeah, we're five minutes away. So I was like, I really wasn't worried about it. Packed a hospital bag. And then, um, I think I woke you up at like 6.45. Yeah. Like I was like, babe, we're going to the hospital in 15 minutes. Like I get ready. Right. You were not feeling well. Did you take a shower? Yeah. Okay. Because my dad got here at 6.45. That's right. And you were in the shower. And my yeah. dad was like, are you going to be late? And I was like, dad, it's fine. Like Nobody's they're going to shift change at seven. No one's there. They won't even want to see me till 7.20 anyway. Like we're fine. <laughs> He's like typical Jake late for the birth. <laughs> No, he like comes in and like <laughs> sets up with all of his like scripture study stuff for the morning. It was so cute. He was just like making himself at home ready to like hang out with the boys. And then you came out of the shower and he was, he was like, are you going to be late? Like, do you need to hurry? I was like, dad, we're literally fine. Right. Jake's but half dead. He's half dead. <laughs> I remember, fine. I remember just dread, like I was feeling so crappy and I wanted, I wanted to be like a source of encouragement and like well i was like i wanted I to be a shoulder yes like, i wanted to be like a shoulder check that out. you could lean on and like cry on for the day and just be supportive and like your rock for the day and i was like i was just praying i was like 
please just help me feel better for the day. No, and seriously. I started just pumping myself full of Tylenol. Tylenol. <laughs> <And> <laughs> you did. I, I like went downstairs and I got like two Red Bulls and I drank them and I was like, not advice. Oh. Don't do that, you guys. That's so bad for you. Just like <laughs> overdosed on Tylenol and yeah, I didn't. But I I took no. More but than you I did. Should've. You and did. It was probably. But it paid it was off. Probably like an hour really and a half. Did. I started feeling so good. I remember because we we finally I wasn't left. Talking and I, and I was like, grumpy. Yeah, I remember because we. There, there was one other thing. Like I just remember going to leave, and this is such like a mom thing. Anybody who's had more than one kid, like will understand this feeling but like going into louie and ralph's room i'm gonna cry like for the last time before the babies came it's just like so tender because you're like my baby's not my baby anymore (laughs) (laughs) even though you're so excited to like go have another baby but like just like loving ralphie for that last morning it's essentially like like, i am splitting my i mean usually it's like it should have been i'm splitting my love into thirds (laughs) You're like I'm splitting my love into fourths now. Yeah, no, it was like, like I can't. You're about I can't to really you, not be my baby, and especially anymore. little Ralph, who like isn't. Still a he, baby. Well, he's just he's still in that transition of learning to communicate, and he's yes. very emotional, and yes. he's trying to find his place in our family where he like he just take everything us. from Lewis, <laughs> and he's like everything is mine. He's like Dad, the car is mine, <laughs> mine. He's like trying to give me the like, like give me. Give him make the keys. me give him the keys and i'm like buddy the car is relax. not yours <laughs> and then like the dish soap he's like it's mine and i'm like oh buddy like you just need a lot of emotional support right now yeah. and you're gonna get wrecked yeah. like no like, like i think i felt that though like where it was like i'm just so nervous like to come back to you and have you not be my baby and like not be able to give you the love that you need yeah and like fast forward we've been fine Ralph's and he's big, fine big and he loves the babies and we're totally fine big old head in his crib you're but like oh. no seriously he like rolled over and he's always like cozied up in his little blue blanket and he just like looked up with his giant eyes and was like mm. <laughs> and then like rolled back over and i was like i think oh you imagine that i don't think he was awake no, I, no, I, did. I woke him like i was like oh, oh. mommy's sleeping and he was just like like, like, I'm sure he was, like, incoherent. He's like, why like, did you wake me up, and was like, psycho? what the heck? Rolls over. Yeah, no. Mom, but, GTFO, my no, room. No, seriously. Like, s- anyway, say goodbye to Ralphie. Gave Lou just a kiss and a hug. Like, and he was kind of awake. Because he was in our bed, I think. Yeah. Probably. Oh, I'm sure he was. Yeah, I don't remember. But, but we get in the car, and you are, like, silent. Like, grumpy oh, silent. So where bad. I was just I was like, so oh, mad. he's so, like, grumpy. I, was I hadn't like, been sick all year. Can't. I hadn't been oh, sick literally once. Literally, one time. And I, but I <laughs> I think I even said it to you. I was like, babe, like, you need to reel it in because I need you. Like, <laughs> you can't be checked out today. I know. And, and I said, and I just need like, a minute. Yes, you did. You were like, <laughs> you were like, I just need a minute. I'll start feeling better. And I respect that. Like, I was like, okay. I was like, do you have I'm any morphine? I'm just letting you know. <laughs> like, we are headed to the hospital. There we go. No, but I was like... I was kind of worried about it. I was like, crap, like Jake's supposed to be my guy. How are we going to make it through this? If he's literally feeling like shiz, just wanting to check out, but it all worked out. We got to the hospital. We go into labor and delivery. I check in. It's probably like seven twenty at this point. Yeah. We get taken to room 11. Room 11. Yeah. Room 11. And we had the coolest nurse at first. It changed. Trying to remember the first nurse's name. Started with a K. Do you remember? Kelly. Kelly. Yes. It was Kelly and a student. She had a student with her. But Kelly was so cool. She was just like, 
bro, I'm not going to ask you, like, I'm going to let you kind of run the show as far as, like, pain management goes. I'm not going to ask you if you want anything. If you change your mind and don't want to have an unmedicated birth, like, whatever. Which I had, pro tip, when I talked to labor and delivery at five, I told them, I was like, I would like to have an unmedicated delivery. If you have a room with, like, a tub, I would love that room if it's available. And, like, I would love if you're making assignments to get a nurse that's, like, supportive of that. Let them know. Let them know. Because it's like, you guys, they don't want to give you someone that doesn't want to be there either. Like, it's just they would lose, love to lose. give you the experience you want to, too. So, like, being forward about that really played to my favor because we got Kelly, who was so chill, so cool. And we just got in there. You were still kind of, like, checked out in the corner. You were sitting in the chair, had, like, your hat down. We're just trying to be, like, trying to take a minute. But they took a minute to get into the room, too. Yeah. She probably didn't come I in until, like, 8. I was really grateful that it wasn't, like, And so, by the time, yeah, by the time I she came in, you were a little bit more, like, feeling better. Tylenol was starting to kick in. You I looked a little more food. present. Went you went and got, and got some food. Yeah, you did. Did you go to McDonald's? Where'd you go? No, I went down to, there's, like, a little. Oh, by the entry, the little shop and go thing. The little shop yeah. place by the entry. Um, but so she came in and started my IV and I have never been a hard poke in my whole life. Like my veins are super easy to get an IV on and she had to get two IVs because I was like dehydrated, Yeah. <laughs> which I was like, how am I dehydrated? Like you probably just didn't drink water after you slept. I honestly probably didn't. And I peed 17 times that night, I'm sure. So I was dehydrated, which was crazy so I ended up having to have two IVs um but she she was super cool she was like look I'm not even gonna check you I know you were a three or she said like do you want me to check you she was very good with like consent and things but she didn't do a cervical exam like she was just like I'm gonna start you on a really low dose Pitocin and I asked her to I was like let's What's be really I'm, I'm gonna get into that right now I asked her to be really conservative with the Pitocin because, one, I was hopeful that my body wouldn't need very much because just given my history, I've never needed Pitocin with my other births. And I just thought, like, maybe if I get a little kick, it'll go. But depending on um, which algorithm your place of delivery follows, they'll have, like, a high-dose algorithm and a low-dose algorithm that they follow, which is, like, either going up by one unit or two units usually, sometimes up by four. It depends on kind of what you're doing but um and maybe check me on that maybe it's not four I can't remember now that I said that but but I was like let's just do the most conservative dosing we can I want as little of this as I can have kind of a thing and she was like sounds perfect one unit one milligram mm, I don't know what unit it's in I have no idea I just went yeah I don't know I want to I, I feel like it's in like milli units or something like I would have to go check I feel like it's an medication or yeah, I'm trying to think. I can't remember. Medicine. I can't remember. That's bad. I should know those things, but on, I nurse. can't. I know. But she started me super low on Pitocin, and I was like, okay. Feeling really good. Contractions were picking up, but I was like totally fine. I was just like hanging out. And then it was probably, or she brought in like a birth ball. She brought in like a birthing stool. She brought in a peanut, a peanut ball. ball. She literally brought in everything you could have thought of. She was like, you can use the tub if you want. Like, just let me know and just let us be, just which was so nice. Yeah. So we just hung out and Johnson came in, I remember, at like 1135. I think it was like 1135. 
and he was like, hey, no, like, I'm why just... Why not 11.30? Because I remember looking at the clock. Okay. Time I, is important joking, in these things. I know. <laughs> you always make fun of me with things like that. Anna, My alarm, Anna 7.06. Sets her, <laughs> sets her alarm for, like, 7.13. I do. So then I can be out of bed by 7.15. Freaking weird. <laughs> I know. I'm a weirdo. But it was, like, 11.35, and he came in and was like, how you doing? Like, just wanted to check in. And we had the room just, like, zend out. Lights were off. I had my two little flickering candles yeah, for I'm the babies. Yeah, like struggling to stay awake. I know. Jake's, like, asleep in the corner. Because, <laughs> truthfully, like, I didn't really need you yet. Like, I wasn't in was inactive really labor. Like, I was, I, like, I feel fine. I I'm just hanging out. Like, everything's feeling good. And he was, like, okay, like, you're just zend out in here. Your music is going. The lights <laughs> are off. You have your candles. Like, you do you. And I was, like, sounds good. But then he was like, actually, do you want me to break your water before I go back up to clinic? Because like that could get things going. And again, this is something that I'm usually like, don't have people break your water. Let your, wa- let your water break on its own if you can. Yours wouldn't have broken. I'm going to get to that. Because when, when he checked, I, I had him check me because I was like, let's maybe like, sure, like go for it. Because I didn't think that it would break on its own, truthfully. Because I just figured, like, at this point, with this much weight in my body, if my water is not broken, like, whatever. And I knew with my other two babies, like, with Lewis, once my water, actually, my water didn't break until I was a 10 break. with him. Yeah. But with Ralph, like, the water, I, my water broke before labor. You're right. I In my head, his water broke later. I hadn't even known what it would do. But I well, assumed once. It barely once, broke with Ralph. Well, and then with I think Ralphie? It no, no, no. With Ralphie, it broke huge. I was at Liz's house. I thought you said it was lifting wasn't anything. No, it was like a full gush on the floor, and I thought I peed. I was like, "What the heck?" Oh, may, I, I no. Imagine, Ralph's was I very different. No, no, no. But I was like, I was like, let's see, check and see how engaged the baby's head is, because if the baby's head is super engaged, like it'll be good to break the water and like just get this show on the road. I'm ready to have a baby. And so he checked me, and he was like, "Yeah, the baby's head is super engaged." Like let's just break the bottom baby's bag of waters and see how it goes. And I consented. I was like, okay, sounds perfect. So he just did like a tiny little poke. They just poke it with like a little crochet hook. And my water was confirmed broken. It was clear. There was no meconium. Babies were still tolerating labor perfectly. So it was like, okay, like great. Hopefully we'll see you soon. He leaves. And I had thought that once my water was broken, that things would escalate pretty quickly just because um i don't know i just thought that i kind of thought that in i remember head. him doing that and i remember feeling really good when that happened yeah like it wasn't like i just felt really confident in it yeah i meant i was not sick anymore oh oh <laughs> i wasn't still asleep. well i felt really I confident still in that decision. at 11 yes yes you were back at it kind of yeah you were starting to feel good and it was good because when he broke it things did escalate like yeah, i remember being did. like ooh, Here these contractions are picking up like let's call annalee and lauren who were my doula and my photographer. Do you remember? I was, it was like noon and yes. I was like, things are picking up. You like, told me to text them. I did. I remember I said like, tell them in the next half hour, like to try and head down. Cause I think I'm moving that direction. Yeah. So we texted both of them and I want to say they got there probably like in the 1245. If you're looking for a doula. Oh my gosh. Annalie Muse, unreal. Lauren Radcliffe, best person you could ever have. Incredible photographer. And the, the duo of them. Too. Yes, and the duo. They are like the best energy, calm. They're pretty much like sisters. They're like the same person. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. They're yeah. very, very similar. <laughs> but um, 
I remember they both showed up probably like 1245-ish. Lauren showed up first, I think. She did. She and showed up probably an hour before Annalie did. Did she? Yeah, she was. She well, Lauren lives a street away from yeah, us, too. Annalie she was probably just there, and Annalie was a little far away. But um, I remember Annalie said, she was like, I will leave in 30 minutes. That's right, because I told her. I was like, give it 30 minutes and then probably head in, and I think she was a 30-minute drive. Yes. So, yeah, she probably did show up closer to like 1 o'clock, and Lauren was there probably like immediately yeah 12 30 12 45 ish <laughs> um but i'm still like feeling things picking up i'm thinking like okay like i'm for sure having cervical change like i can tell with these contractions that i'm getting closer you weren't in any to pain being though. no no i wasn't it in was any pain like up. i was just like okay like i'm i'm feeling these and then and they just stopped then literally emily walks I was in the door he kind of bugged I was, I was so like, bugged. I was like, <laughs> I am mortified. I just called my photographer and doula because I'm like, these babies are coming. And my contractions, not my, my contractions didn't stop, but they literally just like, I shouldn't say bugged. I, I, when you don't have any control and you can't do anything, you're just like, what the heck? No, no. Like the, I thought we were having these babies. Yes. I thought this was happening. No, and then you start, you start feeling. to think about, am I going to be here until, am I going to be, are, are, is she going to be in labor for <laughs> 40 hours like what oh are we gosh. doing my i mean they wouldn't allow they wouldn't nightmare. allow you to do that right with yeah twins, but no I, I was like oh no i just want i want this to be quick i, I don't care about easy i, no, I yeah, just yeah but we were like i just want it to be quick sure and at that point I, you know you're having visions of the longest it's only 12 30 and you're like we could be having this baby at four in the morning and yeah. that is just rough yes and i was and trying to like two mentally people coming who both have families and yes. kids Yes. No, I think that was like, like the part I felt so bad about. And then there was one other thing I wanted to say that was kind of hard for me. Was that like having worked labor and delivery, I knew what the nurse was watching on the monitor. Right. And like one of our babies out of the, out of the room. Yes. And Hank, who was baby a down low, kept falling off the monitor. Do you remember? And so like, I was so hyper focused on like trying to reposition the monitor for those first couple hours that like, ugh, I just like, I don't want to forget that. Cause that was a big part of the story. Cause I remember trying being to very distracted by it. You're trying to like, it's like, I'm trying to focus on being in labor, but I'm also trying to like make Kelly's job easier because I know what it's like to have a baby off the monitor, Beeping but I'm also trying to like keep her out of the room. You yeah. know, like I'm like, if I can keep him on, she won't come in, which I'm not just because like, you don't want her not because I don't want her, but I'm just like, makes her don't. job easier. And I don't need her right now. Like yeah. I'm like, if I can keep him on, I have no other reason for her and yeah. she's just going to have to stand here like holding this on my belly. But anyway, they and show I tried up. And I was useless yes. at that. <laughs> it was, it was hard. I mean, cause Hank seriously was down. It's a skill. So low. To, like, oh, find it's, those heartbeats. it's so hard. It's so hard. Even with one baby. <laughs> I'm like, so hard. I'm like, that's a heartbeat. You're like, that's my heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> that's true too, though. It's like, if it's matching with moms, especially if mom has like, like a faster heart rate, like you have to be sure that you get the baby. And then the twins, like, they you're were catching the other baby's heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I remember that like was the happening. Reverb, like and she's looking at the monitor and she's like, these are exactly the same. She was like, the that's same. the same baby. Like that's we don't have both thing. the babies, yeah. which is like super scary with twins because like things can go crazy in Quickly. two seconds. And it's like, you could lose a twin in labor and think you had him the whole time because you had two heartbeats, but it was the one heartbeat. Yeah. So anyway, like Stressful. that was going through my mind as the nurse in me was like, I need to make sure both these babies stay on the monitor. And it was really distracting to me in those first couple hours. But anyway, contractions started to pick up. And I was like, okay, I'm heading towards active labor for sure. We call Annalie and Lauren. They get there. 
we're like all laughing and chatting like I'm kind of distracted by contractions because they're picking up but then literally like peter out they plateau they don't peter out yeah yeah plateau like stop increasing in strength I'm not in any pain more so than I'd been like it was just like nothing for two changing. yeah it was like it was like it was like 2 33 o'clock and I remember being like Annalie like give me a new position like what what do you think I should do like I was like what helps people progress and relax and it's like I know these things but when I was in the moment I could not even draw on anything. I'm like a bump on a log over no, there. Whatever. Like, you were like sitting behind me on the ball, like giving me counter pressure. You were being so great. No, but I neither do that, of us but knew. in terms of how to move forward. Yeah. Like I was like, do I need to like do flying cowgirl? Like, what should I do? And that's what we opted for, which was like when you lay on the bed flying and you put, cowgirl. that's what it's called. That's what it's called. <laughs> you put the peanut ball between your knees and you kind of like arch backwards. What? Flying cowgirl. Name. I know. That's what it's called. Okay. Hilarious. You should find a different name for that. No. We <laughs> <laughs> definitely find a different name i didn't that. i didn't name it i didn't name it it's what it's called but i was like okay this will hopefully like help hank engage through the mid pelvis and like bring the contractions back on why are you laughing <laughs> so you can't move dumb. past it <laughs> i'm sure it was some labor you nurse somewhere that. that's what it's called it's literally no, what it's called <laughs> no, i know i'm just so immature it's fine hey we were having twins. <laughs> Maybe yeah, we knew no. how we got there. Well, I remember you were sitting on your side and then your like hip kind of started to act up a little bit. Yeah. Like my hip kind of started to tighten up, which had been a huge roadblock in Ralph's That's like labor. why I was like, I was continue. I asked you many times. I guess when I would ask you like, can you, do you think you can make it through this unmedicated? You were totally fine with Ralph like totally fine up until you were like a nine and then no, I l- Im- immediately you yes. were like I can't I can't like yes. and, and I tried to convince you yeah. you know give you not convince you but give you encouragement and you can do it yes you no, can do you it were you were there you this. were there you can do it and you you there was no question in your mind you said it's too painful yes and it, w- it wasn't even your bum it was your hips no it was my hip it was your the hip. strangest thing of my whole and so and life. luckily you had you did some therapy to figure that out but i was just i was anticipating that not anticipating but prepared for that to happen yeah and like because your your mentality changed immediately oh well it, it felt like my pelvis was going to shatter and i remember savannah saying you're complete like, yeah. like you are 10 centimeters. Like if you can turn around, like you can have this baby. But literally I thought my pelvis was going to shatter. Like I, I was so not, far I've gone. never seen you that way. And yeah. you, ne- you never even came close, close to, to that, that with, with the twins birth. No, guys. I agree. Like, cause I remember that was totally in the back of my head too. When I started doing flying cowgirl, cause it started tightening up in the same way. I shouldn't have said it again. <laughs> Okay, when I started laying on the bed with the peanut ball, um, I my hip started tightening up though, and I was like, "Oh no! Like I don't want to be, I don't want to compromise started, this." And, like and started she started massaging. like massaging my hip, and I was like, "You know what?" Well, it was just a weird position where you're like, "Well, it's like a super like, hyper extended." One leg is down, and then your other one's all the way up on the hip, on the bad hip, and I'm yeah. like, "Okay, my sciatic nerve would start to act yeah. up." It's if it's I not was comfortable like for sure. So I was just like, let's do this for maybe like a couple more rounds of contractions. And then like, I got to change positions. Yeah. I got up. I remember at this point, 
they were they were doing a nurse change. That's right. So Kelly came in and brought Stacy. Stacy. And Stacy, she's a queen. Such good she, energy. Seriously, the best energy. She was so calm, just like very, very candid. Very yes, very straightforward. Straightforward. But just very like supportive and good and respectful and was just like, okay, like let's Kelly, let it. me know what you're gonna do. Like, let's do it. I'm, I'm here to help you. And I remember she helped me up to the bathroom. Like they came to shift change and I had to pee at that time. So she like got me all unhooked. I went in and used the bathroom and I came back and Johnson came back in at that time. Yep. And he was like, I thought we would have had babies by now. And I was like, honestly, me too. (laughs) And he was like, well, how are you feeling? Like, are you gushing? Like, do you feel like your water is like still actively breaking? And I was like, it was like a light bulb went off. I was like, oh my gosh, no. Well, I remember when he broke it and like a tablespoon well, came out. Well, sometimes that happens though. Like it's it just was like, nothing. It can be tiny. But I was like, oh my word. I have not been leaking and my water's broken. Where with Ralph, with my water being broken, I leaked all the time. Like the whole labor. I remember I had to wear like a diaper at home when I was laboring because yeah, I was long, like, I am leaking everywhere. How long before everywhere. You, your water broke and, and you gave birth with Ralph again? My water broke at like 2.30. And then, but then contractions didn't pick up to the point where I thought to go to the hospital until like 7.30 at night. And then he came at 12. Um, Yeah, no, I wasn't leaking at all. And I I, I don't know. I didn't. It's not that I would have had that thought. I didn't know what was supposed to be happening, but. Totally. And they had put a, like a diaper thing on me because I thought I was going to be actively leaking and I wanted to be on my feet. So it was like, oh, in my brain, I was just probably thinking like, it's in the diaper. Like I didn't really think about it, but nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah, and I was like, oh, my gosh. So I remember he was like, well, let's maybe check you, see where you're at. And I remember saying to him, yeah, I just want to know, like, I feel like I'm probably about at a six. And, like, if I'm at a six, I need to mentally prepare to go much longer yeah, because I thought day. that we would be farther than that at this point. And I remember I, like, and got ready and six. he checked me and he was like, you're kidding. You're a six. And I was like, that's hilarious. Like, but I could feel it. I just could feel active they had labor was coming on at this point too. Yes, as well. yes, we were being um, more aggressive Stacey with the pitocin, came in and probably I, I can't remember how high she went, but no, the pitocin. I remember you ended at like an eighteen. The wasn't pitocin it? was at a sixteen at this point, which eighteen is like the max, max, max. So you like were and I was all. like, this is crazy that my body is like needing this much pitocin and not responding like I thought Concerning. it would. Yeah, yeah, like I was just like, dang, my body really wasn't ready. Like I was kind of discouraged. Just because I thought, like you said, it would just go much faster. But <laughs> so he checked me and he's like, you're a six. That's hilarious. And then he was like, and you have a giant four bag, which is when What's a four bag, which is when your water is broken. But the baby's head slides over where it's broken and creates a tiny little pocket. See, I knew I knew that. I didn't know it was that's what it's called. Bag. Yeah, that's what it's called. But he was like, so essentially your water's not really broken. <laughs> You have to stop <laughs> laughing at all the terminology. This is legitimate. This is legitimate like, terminology. There's nothing. There's nothing funny about that. It's just this. Like you are <laughs> revealing yourself as the most <laughs> immature adult man on the planet. I'm just kidding. No, but I, there's like I can't pinpoint why that's funny. It's just a no. Funny it's it's not term. funny. It's not funny at all. But like it is to me. Um, um, they. He was like they or the water is not water broken break. yeah i remember and then i, remember and I was like oh my gosh like i was like you're kidding me but then i was like that makes so much sense yeah like i have been wondering why 
So why do, why does your body progress so much faster when your water breaks? It doesn't necessarily. But I just thought like the baby's head would engage so much faster and I would dilate faster. Just okay. like given my history. So the baby just pushing down. So without, the forebag was with, keeping with, the without, baby's head. Without the amniotic sac there, it allows the baby's head just to push. Right on your cervix. Right on your which cervix. Which makes you dilate faster. Makes you dilate faster. Yeah, because okay. it releases prostaglandins and it just is like, What's this that? is, that's like a hormone that makes your cervix soften and open. Okay. And like gets your oxytocin going, which makes your contractions go faster because they're kind of in like a, like a relationship, prostaglandins okay. and oxytocin. And so like. Essentially, with this four bag, Hank's head was being kept from being Engaging. directly on the cervix. Yeah. Okay. Which is why my contractions weren't like feeling more intense or like doing anything where mm-hmm. I was like, I feel like I'm just hanging out. So he was like, okay. So he popped. Let's re break your water and make sure it actually breaks this time. So pops the four bag, like this make is, sure my water completely happening. breaks and it like gushes out. And I was like, okay. Here we like, go. Like, here we go. I'm glad. And I remember being like, or no, I'm, I'm sure sorry. Annalie was this like, was it. This was at four thirty. I'm sorry, I said three thirty. This was at four thirty. Yes. You want to know why I remember that? Yes, because, <laughs> because Hank came at literally minutes later. No, he came at he came at four fifty or four forty eight. Hold on. I'm pretty sure it was fifty. Four fifty. Four fifty. Four fifty. He came at four fifty because Freddie came at five oh one. They were eleven minutes apart. Yeah. So we are talking literally twenty minutes. After I go from a six to a 10. Yeah. But so you, we, you, you had plateaued from like 1245 to, to, f- to 430 to 430, when um, which was really weird. And, yes. and at that time they had upped your Pitocin and then they upped it one more time. Yes. Right. Yes. They were like, let's just do one more bump let's and pump like, you let's full of it. just have these babies. And then it started like going. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I, remember I remember standing yeah, up. Yeah. You started like moaning. Um, I stand. I stood I up, and it was like three contractions later. I was like, "I'm going to vomit. These I'm going so to vomit." Yeah. Like I remember, she handed me the barf bag, and I was like, "There is no way I went from a six to an eight that fast." But I remember, like in my head, being like, oh, "You were just ready." I this is transition. Like this is so hard. Transition. Transition means b- when you go from eight to ten centimeters. It's like the very wow. last push. Okay. And I just remember being like, "This is where I'm at." Like. I know it. I can feel it. And I'm like trying not to vomit. <laughs> but I'm standing there on the side of the bed. You were in front of me. And like, oh, and I forgot a cute part. Before he came and broke my water, you read all of my like birth affirmations and my cards from my blessing way. Okay. That was so that. tender to me. I loved that. While well, we just like listened to music. Well, you asked me to do I did. It, so I, I did. did. And I loved it. I loved it. Which I th- like. I think it's good. Like staying. It's. I mean maintaining a consistent mentality like before shiz hits the fan it's yes like i was just gonna remind yourself why you're doing it i mean this yeah. is the same with everything that you do yes where you're I trying was getting to in find the success in but like why you're doing it who you're doing it for yes um plus i think uh, like i mean every everything that goes i needed that reset because in my head i was like my water's gonna break and i'm gonna go faster for you and have done it and like it wasn't so i needed that i needed yeah, like there was a there was a transition period yeah where it was like and like i look back and i'm like i'm so grateful for kind of those four hours where things weren't happening because it gave us that time to just like connect to read those things like to spend some time together to laugh and just like hang out a little bit truly before yeah. the baby's game yeah and, and annalee like, was like doing counter pressure yes, annalee was doing counter pressure lauren was just like 
snapping a couple of photos and like things for our birth video it and it was very calm. chill and calm and we really were just hanging out yeah it was good like i had moved past the i feel bad very that I much made you my, come. my scene very <laughs> it was very much your scene <laughs> very very comfortable nobody talking no seriously anyway fast forward okay back to i'm in transition i'm thinking i'm vomiting I was super uncomfortable just standing there on the side of the bed. So I remember I got up on the bed and was laying over the back of it, which is where I had spent the yeah. majority of the end laying of Ralph's over, labor too. You like were on your, on my knees, you're on your knees with, with your elbows, stomach, el- elbows up over. over the top of the bed. <laughs> I think laying over the back of it, you're like arched <laughs> back over the top of it. I'm yeah, like, that's a little, that's a little, uh, so hard you were to envision. on your knees, <laughs> on my knees, elbows, belly pressed against the top of elbows the bed, and elbows chin and up on chin, top. Up on of top. The top of the bed. And yes. it was leaned up at probably like yes, a 45 yes. degree angle. Yes. Probably even higher than that. It was probably almost like a 90. I was just leaning over the top. Yeah. And you started um, to and I, feel it. Yes. Like I was like, oh Quickly my gosh. After that. I am like. Because I, I started to kind of panic. I was like. Yes. Oh, this well, is Because I was this like full on like very audibly. Not yelling. But I was like, I am like for sure making noise. Yeah. You know, like I'm and like you, this. You had only been like doing that a little bit before. Yeah. Like it was like more just like deep breathing before and like kind of like trying to like low, deep, deep low, moans. deep, like moan to like center my breath down. But this was like, no, like this is like I am in yeah, full blown ready to have right. these babies. And then I remember. um I remember one contraction specifically because I remember looking at you and being like, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> and then the next one was when I pooped and I was like, the babies are coming. Yeah. Like I had to change your diaper. <laughs> you did. You're a saint. <laughs> uh, Stacy made me. Did she? No, she didn't. She, she told me to She's like, get the diaper. Well, and well, I was like, she okay. Was, <laughs> she was probably like, oh no, I know that sound. Like this mom is about to push well, a baby Well, Stacy kept saying like, that's a very pushy sound. Yes. Like that was a very pushy sound and, and she's like starting to sound really pushy. And I was like, and huh. I was, I was not in, like, I don't remember that at all. I don't remember Stacy even saying one thing to well, me. Yeah. I don't think you remember what anyone said. No, no. That's and what I'm prob- saying. It's probably like, I was eight gone. minutes like that. Like from the time that he broke your water, this is probably five minutes. Yes. I was looking at our birth photos and Lauren, like genius catches stamps? the clock in the back of some of them. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, when I can tell I'm starting to push, it's like, 4:45, and he broke my water at like 4:37 or something. Yeah, in my birth template thing, and um, so literally this has been like an eight-minute window. Well, no, this is this is what. So you felt you've pooped. She told me to change the diaper, and I took it off. And then she goes, "Oh, we're crowning." Yes, we're crowning. Yes, and I remember. And I don't really I remember know what that, that means, but her tone, I was like, "Okay, we're crowning." What's Be- going on? Because and I like, that I means felt it. there's two things. Like one, twins are supposed to deliver in the is OR. You can see their head. Yes. Okay. Crowning is like baby's head is coming out. Wow. And like you're supposed to deliver twins in the OR. Yes. So Stacy. Required. Like it's required regardless if it's a vaginal birth or a C-section birth, medicated, unmedicated, like they put you in the OR because they bring in so many people. They bring in a full team for each baby. They have a team for mom. So like it's just a lot of people in a birth room. But <laughs> Stacy, I'm sure push the code blue button because that tells everybody on the L&D floor that a baby is going to be born like now. now and an OB is not in the room. So if you look in our photos, the charge nurse is like ready. catching Hank, ready to catch yes. Hank. 
and like i don't even remember like seeing her talking to her nothing but like she was ready (laughs) and i remember at this moment though feeling very almost panicky and like disengaged and being like I just got to push this thing out. I got to push this thing out. Like my, my pushing was no, you, very, you, you very, really, you really were where you were, you were f- I was focused. Like, you were focused on the pain a lot because yes. it, it just hadn't, I don't remember it being painful though. I just remember being like, I'm, I'm not I like remember engaged. It being painful. I'm like, see, and I don't, which is crazy. <laughs> no, but I just remember, painful. I just remember being like, I am not engaged like mentally right now. Like I'm just not in tune with my body. Like I feel very panicky. Um, and so like it was very much like this moment of like okay like the babies are coming right I know now. I, I was like behind I was behind you in like a weird spot and I was like what am I freaking doing here so I came and sat in, right front, in front of, of me you. and it was just what I needed because I literally think it like centered me and I was just like okay like this is go time and I remember like starting to push and then Johnson walked in the door and I was like okay like my doctor's here we're in the his room. His presence made it. And it was just like. Honestly, his time. presence was the best where he's like, oh, we're having a baby. And yeah. everyone else is like scrambling, <laughs> like scrambling. Like I think that was it. I think it was just like the energy. Well, of no, all I, the I kid you in. not. We went from. Us not speaking in the four dark. Four people in the room to 20 people in the room. In, in, in 30 in seconds. Yeah. In yeah. a minute. Yeah. Um, and so I like. And like with good reason. But it was yeah. it really did, I think, just like throw me so hard. And then when Johnson walked in, like, I remember him walking in, which is so funny because I don't remember anybody else. <laughs> but I remember him walking in and being like, we're having these babies. Like, well, he's that like was a, fast. He's like a tall guy. He's got yeah. like a very Yeah, specific, just like a very specific, I don't know. Um, tone where yeah. you hear him speak and you're like, okay. I was like, okay, like, like we're going to do this and we're going to be here. fine. And I think I pushed like three times maybe. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. I remember the first push. Well, then, you were, I remember you saying, I don't think I can do it. To my face. Yes, I remember. And like I, I tried. Like, I, I realized I that I was saying very. Um, trying to think of a, a term for the language, like the type of language I was using, but I kept being like, um, like, don't give up. That type of thing. Yeah. Where I. I remember like thinking to myself, like you need to use very said, like, just keep going active. No, no yes. Instead of don't yes, give like up. active language, like yeah. of, of like you uh, saying like, like, I know you can do this. Don't give up. Yes. You know, yes. it's more of like a, Hey, you train for this. Keep going. Yes. Um, because yeah. putting like putting any type of doubt, you know, if like, if I'm like, don't give up, like, like, there's an option, there's up? an option of giving up. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, you train for this. Yes. Keep going. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I remember like, like just cause it's such an intense moment. It's like, you don't want to put any type of doubt in your head. I mean, there's no way you could have even gotten an epidural. At that <laughs> yeah. Point, yeah. I'm like, there was, there was no going any other way at that point. <laughs> yeah. But I, I remember when well, I after you, that. you, you said you couldn't do it probably five minutes before that. And, and Annalie was, she was much better at using very like active language of like, move forward you know instead of yes. dwelling on the chance that something yeah. um that you can't do it like there's a possibility yeah. you can't do it you know and i learned that from her and in, in the setting of like hey don't dwell on any doubt that's in their mind just help let them, them move yeah, forward help them yeah. move forward which yeah. and then literally three pushes and and hank came yeah and 
and passed him underneath your legs. Yeah, it was literally like <laughs> I remember still on her knees at this point. Oh my gosh, I'm on my knees. On I remember back. him just like sliding in between my legs and like holding him and being like, "Oh my gosh, like I did it." It is He's the wild, here. Yeah. I did it. This is crazy. Like I just birthed a baby. <laughs> like yeah. it was just like the strangest like euphoria of like this is amazing. It felt so good just to like have him out when he came out i could not think of anything else besides getting the next baby out i didn't See, i didn't even I acknowledge had baby forgotten i had a second baby in and me. so he <laughs> he like you were holding him just an amazing mom moment and i was like you're in like panic like, there's another baby in there let's get him out let's go and you know see, like i i literally like forgot, forgot. no yes. i did because i remember like eight minutes after he was born i remember looking at the clock and being like because oh, i cut no. the cord yes you turned over and you were yes, on I'm your back. Yes, I'm sitting there like holding, holding him. him. And I remember Johnson even was Johnson like, are you feeling like you need to push again? Because I remember having one contraction that I was like, whoa. Like, yeah. I kind of forgot. And he was like, we got to do this. Yes. We can't, we can't he wait. He was like, your uterus is going to start clamping down. Your cervix is going to start kind of closing up. Like, let's do this before we have to like restart the process. Oh and I gosh. was like, that would have been okay. I was like, I'm in. Well, yeah. They handed me Hank. Yes. And I and flipped back over to my and knees i i just i just walked him over to like the little cleaning place whatever and i was just like yeah to the incubator you know or I, the, I couldn't even i couldn't even warmer. think about him until the next baby was out and yeah. like they were together just because well i needed you too like i was like well, yeah, i remember the, the nurse was like do you want to hold him or like should we give him like take him over and i was like I, yeah take him i didn't know that was an option like i was just holding him yeah yeah um Cause and I, I felt bad because I'm like this brand new little baby and like he should be snuggled by his parents. But I'm like, we, we still well, need I mean, he was he was snuggled by us for like eight minutes and then there was a little three minute window and then they gave him right back to us. But it really was like I had forgotten there was a second baby. Yeah. But Freddie, it was a gift. It literally was one push. I'm like, Hank just paved the way. One push, and then his head came out in one push because yeah. you can hear it in our birth video. He starts to cry. Yeah. And then, like, the second push, his body comes. And passed him underneath And, and like, same and thing. He just, Hank cords. had a tiny cord, so I could barely pull him between my legs, but Freddie's was longer. Yeah. And so he was fine. Like, he got up on my chest, and I just remember being like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm officially done. Done. Did it. Done. We did it. It was literally better than i ever could have asked like my well, only the fact other that thing we didn't have to be wheeled, wheeled into to the, the or or Sweetie, like pretty I'm awesome like, pro tip oh. if you're having <laughs> if you're having twins just hide the fact that you're crowning until the last second oh my gosh literally no i mean that was that was the only other thing that i was like sad i knew i wouldn't have any control over when i found out i had twins was that i would have to go to the or yeah it just because it's like you change space. It's very impersonal. It's very sterile. Like there's so many things about it that I just knew would throw my mind game off and it yeah. would have to be like, you'd have to recenter. It would just, but I don't you know. know. I, I was more worried about not being able to have like people in there. I mean, you were probably would have had Lauren and me in there to get the oh, pictures. Totally. Yes. And Annalie would have stayed behind. Yes. But then I saw Annalie. Annalie just stood there. Yeah. She didn't say a single word. Yeah. Like, where I'm like, okay, you would have been able to do it on your own. And that is only because you just took. Well, I gravitated you, to you. Well, like that was No, it. it wasn't me. It was just a lot of preparation beforehand. Um, and like understanding the process, you know, because I, th I think when you get to that point where the pain starts to become unbearable and you actually know, you're like, I could be one minute away. Yeah. 
you know, yes. where some people, they, I, not some people, but in my mind, when I imagine labor and you see it in like a movie setting and it's like hours of like excruciating screaming, some people go through that. For sure. Oh, it happens. Totally. Totally. Um, But like preparing for it and knowing that the pain's going to be there, like you pretty much did it on your own. She literally stood in the corner observing, um, not because she was disengaged, but because she just like, I could tell that she knew an extra hand at that point with the 27 other people that were in the room. And she like pushes on my hip in some of the birth photos. Yeah. But I don't remember that. Like, I don't remember. Like that was all she, like, I don't remember her saying any words. I remember, I I, I'm sure she did, but it was like she disengaged yes. in a very helpful way. I'm like, this is the mark of um, a good doula, though. She knew when to just like make her presence quietly unknown. Yeah. In a way of like, you don't really need me and it's yeah. OK. Like I was here when you needed me for it's what like, I hey, needed you. You just need your body and yeah. like yeah. No, and your she, spouse or whoever. She was so I mean, you wouldn't even even needed brilliant. me, truthfully. Oh, my gosh. No, I needed you. I remember literally like shoving against you when I was pushing. Yeah, it hurt. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. And I remember there it was one where I grabbed it hurt, Stacey's you had a, you had shoulder, a, and I was like, I "Yeah," am and so she was sorry. so good. She was just she like, didn't she even had, "You had a nail flinch. on, and it was like scraping up my collarbone." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> oh my gosh, that's all right. No, but, no, but it, they. It was, it was like a, it was. Yeah. It was special to be. It was right so special to be. And, and honestly, it's a much. There. I think it's a much better position because it's like. Seriously, when, when you're on your back and like you want to like hug your spouse when they're giving birth, it's like this awkward, like bending over, like yeah. almost smothering yeah. them. Right. When you yes. were on your knees, we I was literally sitting in front of, of you us. and you like your whole body was like leaned up against me. Yeah. And I, I felt f- m- like much closer. Yeah. And I don't have to see what's going on down there. Like it's, it's true. Like you didn't have to be all up like in there when and when you're on your back and like yeah. you're just also in a position where you're so close to where you're giving birth. Yeah. They're like, for me, I just didn't, I don't like it. Like I would yeah. rather be right in front of yeah. you. And like, there's a, like, we could just full on embrace each other when yeah. we're giving birth, which yeah. I was like, okay, this is f- much better for us. As support people. Um, and the, I liked it for that reason. I mean, there's probably, you probably can't even hear me for the last like five minutes. No, I'm, hold, I'm holding I think my, you can. holding my mic so far away, but I thought it was really cool in that way. And then, um, yeah, they came and super healthy. What? Hank was six pounds, five ounces. Yes. So and Hank was always, had always been squished in the bottom right, right in my pelvis, bottom right, right of your belly. And Freddie always had like ample room up uh-huh. in the top, like wiggling around. Poor yes. little Hank was just squished all the time. Yeah. Um, which is funny because Hank has like a better shaped head, a I bigger know. head. I don't know how that <laughs> happened. Everybody says that. They're like, so was he the one on top? And I'm like, no, yeah. he was actually the one it's that was funny because right right now, like sometimes Anna and I don't even think that they're identical twins because they don't look similar. Look and so it's different. all because of the shape of their head, which yeah. you don't think changes the like would change the look of somebody oh. that much. But because like feature for feature, identical. But when we put hats on them, they look like identical. You, you don't know who is who. But when you but take you it pull off, the hat off and you're like, I know exactly which one you're is like, which. Well, freaking big head over here. And then <laughs> no, they Hank are, has like a skinny little darling. like long head. No, no, no. Other way around. Hank has no, a No, yeah, big excuse head. me. Hank's Freddy got like a, like a, Hank looks like a ball and Freddie yeah. looks like an oval. <laughs> They're so, so cute. But yes, Hank was 6'5", 19 and a half inches. And he was born at 450. And then Freddie 501. was 501. He was 615 and also 19 and a half inches. Yeah. So 10 ounces bigger. 10 ounces bigger. But like just the most wild. 
think. Super healthy. Oh my gosh, um, they didn't need anything. Both of their Apgars were nine and nine. They were nursing within they, like oh, five two minutes. minutes. Literally, little hungry guys. Amazing. They are so good at sucking. that. Yeah. Like, such a blessing. Everything that I had had fears about just didn't come to be. Yeah. Which I feel so fortunate to be able to say that because I know that's not everybody's experience. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be naive to be like, oh my gosh, everybody's experience is going to be well, like Well, here's this, the thing is, is you did, I know that you did everything you could to prepare. And to say that that doesn't make a difference. No, I didn't say is, that. I agree. No, no, no. I, I it agree. It makes a difference. But then there are people who do everything they can to prepare and their birth just doesn't go the way that yes. they anticipate yes. it to go. Um, because that's just birth. Like you, you really just have to surrender yeah. to it half the time. And, it's, and hard. it's hard. It's, it's hard. That's what makes it so hard. Fortunate in that way. But it was so fortunate that Came everything Came home in like 24 hours. So beautifully. Yeah. They just like take binkies like <laughs> champs, except for freaking Freddy. <laughs> Freddy takes like Freddy five minutes. Freddy takes a minute to get there. But, but yes, no, like we haven't had seriously all of the challenges that I think I was anticipating, like really haven't been as hard as I thought they were going to be. Yeah. You know, like the hardest thing has been figuring out feeding. And it's not because they're bad at eating or because I have low milk supply or because their latches are bad. Like it's literally just, I have two other children and I can't be nursing babies for 18 hours a day. Like that was the initial roadblock is like those, it was like eight or 10 days in. I remember I was sitting in on the nugget couch and I was nursing and it was like 5 PM and I had literally had a baby on my boob since 7 AM that morning, just switching off between the babies. Like I'd had like, Probably a handful of ten minute breaks. It just like doesn't in work. If if Ralph if like, Ralph was like a insane. year older, you'd probably oh, yeah. you'd probably no, be doing it. If he was independent and like fine, like poor guy is just. I like wouldn't have even thought about it. But like it seriously into was everything like everything and constantly wants snacks. Yeah, and it was just like my people need me, and so I started reading. I remember I started reading all of these blog posts of like twin moms, and all of them were like, "Oh yeah, I pump and bottle feed, or I just bottle feed." Like nobody in indip- or like, what do they call it? Um, like just nursed exclusively exclusively nursed and I was like okay not that I was holding on to that for any reason because like truly I wasn't well I you were you were like that I way with, like, with with Lou and Ralph like you were pretty adamant about oh well I want them to get breast milk yeah. but I wasn't like they need to nurse yeah if okay. that makes sense like you I was, were with Lewis well with Lewis and Ralph I was yes. always pushing yes, with Lewis right, to with do Lewis. bottles because because well, it was hard at first it was well really when hard. we just knew that when he would get like we could gauge the amount of the amount of ounces that he was getting at night, and if we could get him like seven ounces, he'd sleep <laughs> he'd for like sleep five for a way hours. Long time. Yeah. And you were always like, "No, I want to breastfeed him," and then he'd yes. wake up two and a half hours later. Yes, and like um, I totally picked that, and I'd pick it again. Yeah. But two babies was just like I didn't, and I hadn't even thought about that beforehand, which is kind of crazy. But that was for sure the biggest challenge so far. I think was that. And like now we're kind of in a good groove. Like I pump sometimes, I breastfeed them sometimes. They're getting better and better at that. It's getting quicker, but it's really only on the days when like we're not going anywhere. Well, we made the decision like a couple weeks ago of like we're gonna try and breastfeed as often. Well, imagining how much better it will be in a couple months when they are very efficient and good at breastfeeding, and you can be like, hey, get over here, ten minutes each kid be done be done totally like that's so much yeah. more efficient than yes i'm gonna pump for and i think that's why i've held minutes. on to it is i'm like i want to try and get it there. still takes them 20 minutes to feed yes to, f- to yeah. feed with bottles so truthfully like either way it's almost taking the same amount of time but with a bottle i'm just a little more accessible for lewis and ralph so yeah. it's just like 
I don't know. We take Ralph it a day helps. at a time. And Ralph helps. He loves to hold the bottle. Ralph it's is so very cute. good at <laughs> gagging the babies with their pinkies. <laughs> and the most helpful little guy. Giving them smothers. No, he's he's so he doesn't cute. He doesn't even kiss them. He just lies on top of them until they can't <laughs> breathe. He's trying to no, give he, them hugs. He's so good. And then in their bouncer, he pulls their bouncer all the way down to the ground and lets it go. So they, they like fling. fling up a little bit and they catch like a <laughs> little I'm bit like, of air. And I'm like, we're going to slingshot these <laughs> they catch, the floor. They catch like five inches of air and then they land back in their bouncer. <laughs> Luckily, it doesn't flip them back off. You guys, we're just doing it a day at a time. And we're just trying here. to keep these babies alive and safe half the time. But well, But like truthfully, that was the hardest thing. And then like postpartum recovery wise, it was definitely harder than Ralph's birth. You just tore in a different way. I tore in a different way, which was fine. Like I wasn't, I've, I've torn every single birth. And the others you had episiotomies and didn't have as intense of tearing. Well, it was different is Lewis. I had an episiotomy and a second degree, which was hard. That was hard. I remember Louis being really hard. Louis was really hard. Ralph's I didn't tear. I only had an episiotomy and it was tiny. Like it was literally like a two stitch thing where I'm like, honestly, after now, Having a third birth with no episiotomy, I would pick birth number two. But with with wise. Ralph's birth, yeah, you did have an epidural though. But it didn't kick in. Like it literally, I bit. had one. No, I had one, but I had one for probably like ten minutes of management. Okay. Because I remember I got up and walked to the bathroom before we left for labor and delivery. Okay. Which like, for Doesn't me to really be able happen. to do that, like, it yeah. wasn't there wasn't enough. But but like. To that point, recovery-wise, I'm saying, like, I would do the episiotomy from Ralph's birth recovery over the natural tearing of this birth. Wow. Okay. In my opinion. Just because... It's a clean cut. It, it's a clean... I mean, and and there's... there's It goes both ways, where, like, some people say it heals better when it's your own skin tearing versus a clean cut. Like, I just feel really it doesn't, lucky. It doesn't, it doesn't mean it doesn't heal less painfully. I mean, it might I, feel yeah, better. Yeah, I don't know. And it's probably, like... Again, like yeah, an individual I, I thing, no but, but, but this birth, like I had a second degree, a barely second degree though. It wasn't, it wasn't big. It was again, only took a couple stitches, but I also had a periurethral lac- laceration, which like that What's was that? where I tore up towards like my urethra. Okay. And so like, oh dang, okay. <laughs> you just sounded like a robot. <laughs> No, I said, Where, oh, like, it just, kay. it just like Instead stings of, okay. when you pee and it like, it was just okay. really sensitive compared to any of my other recoveries. And I think the double exhaustion from like feeding two babies and like trying to be alert for my other two kids and like truthfully like getting rest, but not really getting rest just made yeah, like, you the didn't, first you four didn't. weeks really hard. Yeah. We didn't physically. sleep at all. No, we didn't. Like we really didn't. And it was like, we had so many people taking such good care of us. Like our fridge was full. We came home and there were like snacks and foods and caffeine and like a million things you could think of on the counter. There were beautiful flowers. Like people were supporting us in every way they could. Yeah. But even with all of that, like the physical toll of like caring for our family just made it so hard. Yeah. I mean like the last four weeks of pregnancy and then like the first four, four weeks is, it's like yeah. just a physical thing yeah but i hit um, like four my stitches were dissolved and it like i felt like a new woman like cool. i was like i feel great like i'm still cool. kind of and you're six here and there, weeks today. today yeah today yeah and i feel great good job i really do like i'm like feeling good i feel really good i feel very healed i honestly like hormonally too like i feel really stable 
which is kind of crazy huh. because <laughs> do you think I feel really stable? <laughs> <laughs> no, you have been. No, like in comparison to Ralph, where like Ralph had a lot of other factors. That well, Ralph I think was played different. In, Ralph he did. He had a lot of other factors that played into me being kind of mentally unwell for a minute. Like it was like constantly I crying, couldn't eat. Stomach he stuff. was constantly crying. You could only eat like lettuce. No, literally like going off all of the foods to try and like continue to breastfeed him. Just all these things that really because took a toll on me. Because he had stomach issues and that's the, yeah, right, yeah. the natural path, not natural path, but. Yeah, but I didn't want to medicate him. Before you medicate your kids is like cutting out. Yeah. So I just tried to cut out all these things. And anyway, like it just, it made me, I think really volatile to like being more depressed and like being unhappy and irritable and like i was so exhausted because he just nursed like every hour for nine months like it was like oh, it was a lot ralph and like i feel like we always talk about like what a stinker ralph he was but like he's a good baby i don't even look back on that truthfully with any like hard feelings i just remember being really tired all the time and like it's kind of grumpy and sad and i'm like you were even yeah. this even this experience six weeks later like I feel better than I felt with him, which oh. I feel really fortunate. Like I'm like, I mean, these babies, they're just, they're, wood, they're just really good babies. It's like, anytime, it's like the biggest problem we have with them is keeping the brothers away. Like, <laughs> yeah. And Hank like throws up and has like old milk in his, stuck nose. In his nose and we Poor can't baby. get it out. And he <laughs> sounds know. like a pug. I know. Literally. I'm like, <laughs> seriously spits up out his nose and then sounds like a pug for three days. And I'm like, buddy, like I wish we sucks, could get it out. Though we're like trying everything to get yeah, it out. I know. I know. Work, but. But anyway, I'm telling you, we got to try to flush it again. Maybe we got some out last night. I know a big old milk clot, a big yeah, old one. Gross. I feel so bad. Well, anyway, good job. I'm trying to think. Is there anything else? No. Did we, I think, did we cover I think that it? Was great, yeah. Will this be good when we listen back and be like, yeah. that's how it happened? Yeah. I think it will too. I'm trying to remember any other details. That, I mean, uh, seriously, besides like if you're considering, I think planning for the expense of a doula like i know that oh my gosh i i, th- I know that yeah. births are like um they are expensive and babies are expensive um i just really struggled like understanding and i've never felt the process and stages of giving birth and i think as a husband or a spouse that is there or a partner that's there like supporting who has never gone through those stages. Like it's really hard to comfort and to encourage your wife. And it's hard to have empathy because I mean, if you think of any other situation in life, you know, you are far more empathetic towards somebody who has gone something, gone through something that you're going through. And so for me, like having Annalie there who was, and Lauren, honestly, because mm. they they uh, they understood the whole process. They they know the pain. They know what Anna's going yes. through, and and they're then they were Anna Lee was able to guide me of just be like you know what like just do this, just do that. And luckily, you didn't need too much intervention. Um, but I I like it was so worth it. Um, because just to have somebody you know guide me through it. And, and help me to be in the right place at the right time and in the right mindset as well. Yeah. Um, I thought was like super, super helpful. Yeah. And, and I would do it 10 times out of 10. Um, and if you can find a way to spare that expense, whether it's your first baby or like you have kids at home and there's a chance that your spouse has to leave and like just yeah. having somebody there 
who is all in. Um, yeah, I mean, I would have her again. Over, I would have them both again. I would have Lauren there again yeah. and Annalie again over and over. And like I've said this a million times on my really Instagram. Cool. Like, and just to anybody who asked me, I'm like hand picking the people that were going to be in my birth room made the biggest difference. Yeah, And your poor mom. Oh too. my gosh. And like, it was like, when literally <laughs> I was like, I was, I told my mom, I was like, mom, I will text you when like we get close and like, please come down. Cause she's five minutes away. Yeah. I didn't want her to come sit through my whole induction. Cause I was yeah. like, I know you have things to do. And like, she literally didn't make it because we went from, it was well, eight minutes. I forgot to text well, her. I know, but I mean, like it, things when, just like, went I so took off fast. Your di- I took off your diaper and well, and the babies were there. Like Stacey it was goes, like, we're crowning. And yes. so then like the last thought I had was to text was your like mom. like text Deb. I and, know. And from the time that I texted her until she got there was probably like, you know, like 20 minutes. And I was like, you wouldn't have even made it for one of the babies. Like even if you tried. Yeah. yeah you wouldn't have made it for one of which them. Which like, I, I think it ended up being perfect though, because she got there kind of after the calm, like everyone was out of the room. Oh yeah. The babies were just like settled in with me. She and got like, to see him and She got to them. just come and hold them in the quiet, calm, like yeah. space. And it was perfect. Like I was so glad that she could come even then. I was, I was sad at first that like we for like it was just like the situation your mom. didn't it's, allow it's her to be there, and it was just like, holy cow! Like my mom missed my birth. Like, and what? truthfully, I mean, but if if she had been there the whole time and you had gone into the OR and and she she, she, she probably been, couldn't have come anyway. So and I told anyway. her that as I was like, mom, I don't even know it's if you'll be able to be there. With twins. Yeah, but you know, given our situation, she technically could have been there, but we didn't have the time to even let her know yeah <laughs> it's so funny but and all you guys like be picky about who's in your birth room and like be intentional with how you plan all the way through pregnancy and who you invite in to your birth room and like all those things they really do matter like it's just like it makes the biggest difference yeah and we were fortunate not to have anything crazy happen like it yeah, just went so, really smoothly so fortunate oh my gosh where I mean, you can again do all the planning in the world, and sometimes it just doesn't and go like that way. All I mean, of the twins uh, in my like life has had. We didn't make this crazy. happen. Like there's a there's a factor of luck that, that yeah. was involved. Oh, for uh, sure, for sure. And uh, yeah, it's pretty. It's a good experience to watch you go through it. Thanks, babe. Strong. Thank you. Congrats. Thank you. I'm glad. Have fun taking care of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> And with that, you guys, Jake and I are wrapping up the twins' birth story. I am so excited to listen back to this and to relive this day with each of you. I hope that we did it justice. I truthfully can't really remember what we talked about while we were recording, but I know we had fun doing it, and I hope that we got to all of your questions and that I shared all the details of that day because I do want to be able to just continue to relive it. And each time you guys listen, I hope that you gain more strength and more encouragement and more confidence in yourself to take control of your pregnancy and your birth experience, to find those people who support you, to find that doctor or midwife that just is your person that will be there when you meet your baby for the first time. These are important things. Be picky and have faith in yourself to defy the odds because it can be done. And you know, when life throws you punches and you have to surrender to it, you'll roll with it too. It goes both ways. Life is just a crazy thing that way. But I hope that in sharing my experience, 
you can move forward with more confidence and courage in your own experience. If you aren't already, follow me along on Instagram at a better birth underscore and catch us here next week for another episode. Mm-hmm.